Good morning, Harvest Ridge. How are you doing this morning? Why don't you turn to your neighbor and say, God bless you. It's great to see that you have made it here. Uh, I, I was able to make it, and my wife just told me that she was able to make it, Pastor. She was able to make it, right? Uh, I'm sure she uh, was praying many prayers to get here. Uh, the turnpike is usually pretty good, but this morning, man, out of nowhere, Ohio just happened, huh? It just happens like that in Jesus' name. My name is Pastor Cornell Jordan. I'm so de delighted to be here with you. Pastor, I realized two days ago that this is 10 years of relationship between you and I and this wonderful church. And so I'm so thankful that you would have me come and share 10 years of uh, putting up with this knucklehead in Jesus' name. I'm so delighted to, to be here with you this morning. Are you guys ready to have some fun in Jesus' name? Amen? All right, I hope that you grab your Bibles, grab your Bibles. Nothing really changes unless we go to the Word, right? Come on now. It's not about what I think. It's about what he said. Come on, somebody. In Jesus' name, you can go ahead and tweet that, and you can put that on TikTok if you want. It just comes down to what he says. That's what matters the most. And uh, I'm so delighted to be here with you. I'm going to pray, and I'm going to ask you to grab your Bibles, and we're going to turn to the book of Acts. So let me pray, and then, uh, like he said, you want to buckle up and... Uh, Lord, bless those who are on the cameras, okay, in Jesus' name. All right, Lord, bless. Um, we've gotten through the first service, the second service. I had some, I had some uh, chat with Pastor, had some tea. So I'm really good now, in Jesus' name. So let's just uh, allow the Lord to have his way today. Father God, we bless you and we thank you for an awesome time in your presence. We thank you for the privilege we have to worship you and declare to you just how awesome you are in our lives. Despite what we may be walking through, you're still the same God that you declare yourself to be in your word, how you reveal yourself in our situations. So, Lord, today I'm asking that you would challenge our minds and our hearts as we look to your word to find hope and inspiration for what we're walking through. I'm asking you, Lord, today that you would exalt your name and your word above all else. And everybody said... Amen and amen. All those online, I hope that you are with me. I hope you got your Bibles. This morning, I want to share with you a word entitled, Morning's Coming. Would you say that with me? Say, Morning's Coming. All right, would you say that again? Say it again. Morning's coming. You can say that too in your house while you're sipping on your coffee. You can say it just the same. The dog will hear you. Come on now. In Jesus' name. All right. In Jesus' name. I want to ask you to go to Acts chapter 16 uh, with me. And as you are going there, I want to start by asking you this question. How many of you love movies, especially a good movie? Come on now. Are you movie buffs? Okay, great for you. My wife and I, we're not big movie people, but our kids tell us of all the hot movies that are coming out. Especially, uh, there are ones that have come out that everybody was wanting to see. And uh, I say that because this morning, this text that we're going to read, I'm telling you, if they put it in the form of a movie, it will be a box office smash. I'm just telling you. I'm, it's not me. This stuff is literally in the Bible, okay? Like, like, sometimes you read the Word of God and you're like, are you kidding me? Like, it really is in there. And so I want you to think about that. Uh, as we read this word, okay? This is Acts chapter 16. We're going to start at the 16th uh, verse and go all the way to the end of the chapter. And I like to tell people, Pastor, the more scripture, the better I preach. Come on now. Come on now. That's just the truth. You don't need what I have to say. It's his word that transforms in Jesus' name. The word of God says this in Acts chapter 16, starting at verse 16. It says this. It says, one day as we were going down to the place 
of prayer. I can just stop right there. Come on now. In my normal everyday actions, this was my daily routine. We were going to the place of prayer. And in my, in my journey of praying, the Bible says this. We met a slave girl who had a spirit that enabled her to tell the future. All right? Now, that is not an everyday occurrence. I know here in Northeast Ohio, we don't go over to that great, that great mission field of Walmart and run into spirits. Come on now. Come on now. I mean, when you're pulling up at Giant Eagle to get your gas, you don't think you're going to run into somebody with a spirit. Come on now. You just don't think that. But watch what it says. It says this. It says she earned a lot of money for her masters by telling the future. Verse 17 says this. She followed Paul and the rest of us shouting. Watch what she shouted. And remember, the context is this is an individual who's possessed by a spirit. Now watch this. This doesn't even make sense to me, but watch this. She shouted these things. These men are servants of the most high God, and they have come to tell you how to be saved. Come on now. Isn't that a conundrum? Filled with the spirit, but speaking the things of the Lord. Come on now. It just seems kind of weird to me, but if you thought that was weird, you better get your popcorn ready. Come on now, in Jesus' name. I'm just telling you what the text is going to reveal. It says this in verse 18. As they went on day after day, this went on day after day until Paul got so exacerbated that he turned and said to the woman, I like this, with, to, the, to the demon within her, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her, and instantly, the Bible says, it left her. Now, you would think if somebody was being a bullhorn for what I'm doing, I'm going to say, turn up the volume. Come on now. I'm going to say, keep it up. Good job. But that's not the case. Can I tell you, beloved, can I tell you, Harvest Rich, not everybody that claims to be your friend are your friend. Come on now. Come on, touch your neighbor and say he's starting to preach. Come on now. All right? I'm just telling you, Paul knew something was going on here. All right? He turns to her and he, he says, he commands the spirit to come out. And instantly, the Bible says the spirit comes out. In verse 19, it says this. Her masters, watch this. Her masters, hope, hopes of wealth were now shattered. They couldn't make no money off her anymore. So that made them mad. Let me just say this to you, Harvest Rich. When you bother people's money, you're going to bother them. Come on now. Touch your neighbor and say, yeah, you're right. Just go ahead and say you right, right? You touch their money, you go touch. Watch this, watch this. <laughs> Her master's hopes of wealth were now shattered. So they grabbed Paul and Silas and dragged them before the authorities at the marketplace. Verse 20 says this. The whole city uh, is in uproar because of these Jews. They shouted to the city officials. Verse 21 says this. They are teaching customs that are legal for us Romans to practice. So now here's the setup. You know, the plot is beginning to thicken. In your movie, the music is starting to increase. Come on now. There's a crescendo lean of the movie, so you know something's about to happen, right? Now watch this. It's going to get really, really good. Watch this. Verse 22. A mob quickly formed against Paul and Silas, and the city officials ordered them, watch this, not my words, what the Bible says, ordered them stripped and beaten. Come on now. It's not enough for them to just be beaten. They had to be demoralized. 
and have to be stripped, according to the scriptures, be stripped and beaten. And then it says this, this little known fact, with a wooden rod. Come on now. Did you get the details? When you're reading your word, don't skip over the details. Come on now. Watch this, with the wooden rod. Watch this. It says this in verse 23. They were severely beaten, and then they were thrown into prison. The jailer was ordered to make sure that they didn't escape. Now, that's a reference to another story in the book of Acts of when... Uh, some people were able to get free. Verse 24 says it like this. So the jailer put them in the inner dungeon and clamped their feet in the stocks. They weren't just in the jail. They were in, in the jail. Come on now. They were like, in, like, I would like to say like this. They were under the jail. Come on now. In Jesus' name. If I can use that uh, phraseology. Watch this. It gets even better. Verse 25 is the money verse. Much, verse 25 is the money verse for us today. Watch this. Around midnight. Everybody say midnight. midnight. Everybody say around midnight. Around midnight. Come on now. You know something about to go down. Watch this. Around midnight, in their situation, after having been stripped, beaten, thrown into the inner dungeons with their legs clamped together. Watch this. Watch what it says. Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening. Come on now. What side of the town do they come from? Come on now. You just got beat in front of everybody. You're all locked up, and what you do is you start worshiping and praising God. Now, I don't know about you. I don't know what side of the bed you woke up on this morning. But I can tell you this. If they did that to me, one of the last things I possibly would be doing is praising God. Can I just be honest? Come on now. I'm going to say it over here. Let me just go over here and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it. I, I'm just saying, honestly, on most days, that is not my first response. That's not to say I won't get there someday. But most of the days, this is... Come on now, right? So when I see this, verse 25, I'm like, wait a minute. Something is going on. I call that a Jehovah Sneaky. Come on now. <laughs> I call that a, a Jehovah Sneaky. Something is going on, right? Now watch this. Around midnight, Paul and Silas were uh, praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening in. This is so key that others are involved. Let me say something to you, uh, Harvest Ridge. There's others involved in your story. Jesus, I just want to preach today. Come on now. I'm saying no matter what you're going through, somebody else is connected to your story. So I hope you're writing a good one. Come on now. In Jesus' name. Can I tell you this? In verse 26, it says this. Suddenly, watch this. After they started worshiping Jesus, whoo, Lord. After they started just getting their praise on, watch what happens. The second they start making it about Jesus. Come on now, watch this. Suddenly, there was a massive earthquake. Jesus. And the prison was shaken to its foundations. Come on now. Oh, Lord, watch this. All the doors immediately flew open and the chains of every prisoner fell off. Come on now. Come on now. How, how is it that the doors flew open, the chains fall off, fell off? It's because of the power of praise. They realized where the real freedom had come from. Come on now. Let me say this. Write this on your Twitter. Okay, write this for Twitter. 
you are really free when you can praise in the midst of your prison. Come on now, touch your neighbor and say that's good. Watch this. When you're in your, the prison of your situation, if you're able to praise, guess what? You're at a whole new place. Come on now. I'm telling you, in the prison of your situation, when you are able to give God the glory and say, God, no matter what's going on, I'm still not going to allow it to steal my praise. I'm still not going to allow it to steal my joy. I'm still not going to let this situation dictate how I serve you. Come on now. The enemy has to work a whole lot harder. What are you saying today, Cornell? I'm saying this, verse 27. The jailer woke up to see the prison doors wide open. Come on now. Now, I don't know about you, but in my movie, when that jailer wakes up, he's like, <coughs> like, what in the world is going on? Watch this. It gets even better. He assumed the prisoners had escaped. Come on now. This is right in the Bible. He assumed that the prisoners had escaped, and he drew his sword to kill himself. Watch this. Verse 28. But Paul shouted to him, stop. Don't kill yourself. We're all here. <laughs> The prison door is open, the chains are off, and the prisoners are staying in the prison. What movie script is that? I mean, like, where is that written at? Come on now. What I'm saying to you is this. Paul knew that there was a greater story being written. Paul was recognizing that God was in the midst of his situation. I'm not even at the end of this sermon, and I need to say to somebody in this room and online, God is in the midst of your situation. And so instead of you trying to get out of it, God's trying to get you through it so that he can get the glory. Come on now. I'm trying to say to you, in the midst of your situation, God still wants the glory. Come on now. Watch this. I want you to see something. It says this in verse 29. The jailer called for the lights and ran to the dungeon. Watch this next part. I can't even, my mind can't even comprehend this stuff. Watch this. The jailer called for the lights and ran to, ran to the dungeon and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. Watch what it says, verse 30. Then he brought, <laughs> then he brought them out and asked them, sir, what must I do to be saved? How is it that the jailer, the captor, humbles himself before the captive? Come on. You know that's a Holy Ghost situation, right? You, you just know that's the Holy Ghost in there, right? He, he says, what must I do to be saved? And this is what I was thinking. Listen, man, I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but I figured the jailer must have heard something about Paul and Silas. He had to hear their reputation. Can I say something to you, Harvest Ridge? Does people know of your reputation of serving Jesus? So that when they find themselves in a situation, they're like, uh, can you pray for me? Come on now. Can you tell me about the God you serve? Come on now. That's the kind of testimony I want to have before the Lord. He says this in verse 31. They replied, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved along with everyone in your household. Come on now. They're like, once that domino fall, all the rest of them are going to fall. Let me say this. I come from 6015 Quimby Avenue in Cleveland, Ohio, right up the street. Eight other brothers and sisters came from a single parent at home. I can tell you this. When Kristen and I got married, then my sister got married, then a brother got married, and then another brother got married. My mom had never been married. 
Nine kids, never been married. I'm saying that because, guess what? I want you to hear this loud and clear. God wants to use you to be the first domino. Come on now. Listen, if he can break the addiction in you, he can break it in your cousin. Come on now. If he can break the the stronghold in your life, he can break it in the stronghold of those in the next cubicle. I'm saying to you, God wants to use you today. In Jesus' name. Can I tell you this? He says, not only will you be saved, but everybody in your whole household. Come on now. What are you saying today? I'm saying this, verse 32. And they shared the word of the Lord with him. And all who lived in his household, it gets even better. I thought it was good already, but this is a great movie. Come on now. We, we don't need no sequel. Come on now. When it's good, you just leave it alone. Don't even do no, don't even, don't even go there. Come on now, right? Watch this. It gets even better. Verse 33. Even at that hour of night, the jailer cared for them and watched their wounds. Y'all get this? When on God's green earth, did anybody at the county jail <laughs> wash or care for the criminals inside it? You just tell me that. Come on now. Because it doesn't happen. But in the scriptures, this sort of thing happens because the Holy Spirit is involved. Come on now. When the Holy Spirit is involved, the math doesn't work. Tweet that. Come on now. Come on now. Your math doesn't work when the Holy Spirit comes in. You're like, one plus one is nine. What? Yeah. Huh? What are you talking about? Watch this. It gets even better. Watch this. Then he and everyone in his household were immediately baptized. He says, you know what? Instead of just getting saved, why don't you ask for the number two combo? Come on now. I'll take number two. Come on now. Get saved and baptized. Come on now. In Jesus' name. As I was preparing to come here, I, I, I was able to see the video of you baptizing people right here. Like, you know, that, the whole kit and caboodle. They're like, which one do you want today? I'll take order number two. <laughs> I'll be saved and baptized. Thank you. Come on now. Watch this. It gets even better. Let me show you this. It says it like you can see how my mind works. Come on now. Watch this. <laughs> he brought them into his house. Y'all get that? He brought them into his house and set a meal before them. Come on now. This is a great movie. Watch this. And he and his entire household rejoiced because all believed in God. It gets even better. I know, right, mama? Amen and amen. Come on now. I'll take two of those, Jesus. Come on now. Verse 35 says this. The next morning, everybody say morning. morning. You know what happened that night? But check this out. The next morning, the city officials sent the police to tell the jailers, let those men go. This is where Cornell Oliquest, this is where my mind starts to explode. Come on now. This is where I had to go from the shallow end to the deep end of the pool. Come on now, y'all follow? I had to get off the rubber ducky. Come on now. Let me take you to the deep end. Come on now. Let me take you to the deep end. He says this. They said, well, now you can let them go. Watch what 36 says. Verse 36 says, so the jailer told Paul, the city officials have said you and Silas are free to leave. Go in peace. Like the chapter is over. Close the book. Case closed. Watch this. Watch this. Oh, no, 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 you didn't. Come on now. No, you didn't. Come on now. Watch this. Verse 37. But Paul replied, they have publicly beaten us without a trial and put us in prison. And we are Roman citizens. In other words, you just wasn't supposed to do this to us. You were already in the wrong. Watch this. So now, watch this. <laughs> The criminal is now making the rules. Come on now, watch this, watch this. So watch this. So now let, 
Let, so now they want us to leave secretly. He's like, hex no. Can I add that from the revised Cornell's version? Hex no. That's the revised Cornell version. Hex no. Not happening. Not never. Watch this. I got to watch my language. My wife's a school teacher, so she's always correcting my language. But I love that. Not never. Come on now. Watch this. Certainly not. Let them come themselves to release us. In other words, I want to talk to you to your face. Come on now. The dignity you try, oh, come on, somebody. The dignity you tried to strip away from me, you're going to give it back to me right now. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Then they brought this. I love 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 this. This is so, so good. He says this in verse 38. When the police reported this, the city officials were alarmed to learn that Paul and Silas were Roman citizens. So they came to the jail, watch this y'all, and apologized to them. Yeah. When was the last time the city official apologized? Now you know I know the story of Harvest Ridge and how you had to fight. Come on now. <laughs> you know this is just a Holy Ghost setup, mama. Watch this, it gets even better. Then they, then they brought them out and begged them to leave the city. Y'all gotta go. <laughs> like, y'all too much of a problem. I pray in the name of Jesus. That's what they're saying about the saints here at Harvest Ridge. You know what? Y'all have caused such a stir. Y'all making hell so sick that we need y'all just to leave. Like, no, no, no. You stuck with us. <laughs> I know that. Come on, Harvest Malusa. Let's go. Come on now. Let's go. What are you saying today? Let me say this. Listen, when Paul and Silas left the prison, they returned to the house of Lydia. There they met with believers, with the believers and encouraged them once more, then they left town. Can I tell you something? Let me walk through all this. Why is it, this guy crazy about this word? Because first of all, this is, if this was a movie, this would be off the chain. Come on now. Literally off the chain. <laughs> Pun intended. Come on now. You saying, Cornell, can I tell you something? What a difference the morning makes. In the night, they were beaten, bruised, singing praises, but in the morning something happened. Can I tell you this? Listen to what the Word says. The Word of God says in Psalm 30, verses 1 to 5. Listen to what the Word of God says in Psalm 30, verses 1 to 5. I will exalt you, Lord, for you lifted me out of the depths and did not let my enemies gloat over me. How many of y'all like, I'll take two of those? Come on now. Yeah. There are people when you're down, they like to kick you. Come on now. Right? The psalmist is saying, not in my case. That's actually David, and that whole psalm there is a psalm of victory, of deliverance. He's saying this, verse 2. Lord, my God, I called to you for help, and you healed me. Come on now. How many can say amen to that? I want to call out to him and let him heal me. Watch this. It gets so much better. Verse 3. You, Lord, brought me up from the realm of the dead. You spared me from going down to the pit. You ever been there? Come on now. Where your light flashed before your eyes. Touch your neighbor and just say, that's me. Come on now. A couple of times. Come on now. When I was you pastoring over in Illyria, one time a deer came past. I mean, spared me. Come on now. Y'all know what I'm talking about. What you, listen, watch this. Verse 4. Sing praises. Sing the praises of the Lord. You, his faithful people, praise his holy name. Watch this next part. For his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a... 
I'm, I'm telling you, girl, if you got your own Bible, that's one you just highlight. <laughs> just highlight that one. That's really, really good. But here's the money. Here's the money right here. Weeping may stay for the night, but rejoicing comes in the it comes in the, it comes in the, come on, it comes on in the morning. Can I tell you something? The night and the morning is indicative of these things. The scriptures from Genesis to Revelation reveals these things concerning the nighttime, okay, or darkness. Watch this. In scripture, the night is associated with these things, darkness, evil, I love this one, secrets, come on now. I love this next one. Ignorance, you li- you're just in the dark about that. Come on now, right? right? Despair and sadness. That's what the scriptures reveal. When we talk about the nighttime is saying those things. Thank you, mama. She's taking notes. That just gets me going. Come on now. We might be here at 4 o'clock. Come on now, in Jesus' name. Then can I tell you something? Watch this. In Proverbs chapter 4, verse 19, the word of God says this. This is an awesome verse as well. Proverbs 4, 19 says it like this. The lifestyle of the wicked is like total darkness. Come on now, I want to preach so bad in this place. The lifestyle of the wicked is like total darkness. <laughs> Listen to what it says. They will never know what makes them stumble. Come on, let me show you something. Y'all want to, you're like, what do you mean the lifestyle of, of, of the wicked? This is the lifestyle of wicked. Why is it always happening to me? Why do I keep doing the same old thing? Right? Why keep my life keep go- why does my life keep going in circles? Because you haven't learned the lesson of the light. Right. Come on, say somebody, somebody out there say amen. Come on now. Amen. If you can't say out, say amen. Come <laughs> on. What are you saying? The lifestyle of the wicked is like total darkness, and they will never understand what makes them stumble. Yeah. Psalm 66 says it like this. Psalm 66 says it like this. I am worn out from my groanings. All night long, I flood my bed with weeping and drench my couch with tears. What the psalmist is saying here is, there is, let me say something to you, Harvest Rich. There's not just an emotional effect of sin and living in darkness. There's also a physical effect of, come on now, just touch your neighbor and say, I'm getting it, I'm getting it, I'm getting it, I'm getting it. I'm trying to say the psalmist reveals that there is a, watch this, there's a, let me say it like this. With darkness and especially sin, there's collateral damage to it. What do you mean in Cornell? There's always unintended consequences to those. Come on now. Thank you, mama. I'm going to do that. Come on. In Jesus' name. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 5 says this. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 5 says it like this. For you are all children of the light. Come on now. He's saying when Jesus entered the situation, there was a remixing going on. Come on now. There was a stirring. Come on now. You are all children of the light and children of the the day. You see the contrast? Because you've gone from darkness to light, guess what? Now it affects the way you think the way you behave, and guess what? Even the way you believe. That's the power of the Word of God, of the, of the Holy Spirit in your life. Watch this. We do not belong. <laughs> we do not belong to the night nor the darkness. What Paul is saying to the church of Thessalonica is, guess what? That's the way you used to be. You used to shake your groove thing on Thursday. Come on now. 
and then try to go to church and think that you are so saintly. And then the power of the Holy Ghost hits you. And you said, wait a minute, I couldn't live in two different worlds. Come on now. Come on now. You can't live in two different worlds. Paul is saying to the church of Thessalonica, you're done with that life. Oh, the kids that say this, I'm not about that life. <laughs> I'm not about that life anymore. Living in darkness and the shame of my sin. Paul is telling the church of Thessalonica, that's not you. And then I was having really good fun, and I had to throw this last one on them, Pastor. I had to throw this last one. Revelation, I had to go to the end of the book. Come on now. You know the beginning of the book starts with the separation of darkness to light. Come on now. Can I help you? <laughs> the beginning of the book in Genesis, it says, God separated the darkness from... So now let's go to the end of the book. Watch what it says in Revelations. Come on now. In Revelations chapter 21, verse 25, speaking of New Jerusalem, it says this. On no day will its gates ever be shut. Total access. Oh, gosh, I want to preach today. I just want to preach. Listen, he says no day will its gates be shut. That's indicative to say God is still wanting folks to come through. It's access. But then it gets even better. It says this. For there will be no night there. And to get technical, there will be no light anywhere because the radiant glory of God is enough. Come on now. What are you saying today, Mr. Cornell? Can I tell you this? Darkness has its connotations, but so does the morning. So does the morning. Well, what are some of the connotations or the symbolic expressions for morning? Here it is. With the morning, it's a fresh start. Come on now. What did the doctor say? Take two of these and just start anew in the morning. A fresh start. How about this one? With the morning comes tranquility. Some of you live in places, you get your coffee all bubbling, you get that coffee in your hand, you open up the windows and you look out and you're like, it's going to be a great day today. Come on now. Watch this. With the, with the morning comes a time of rejoicing. Because we got through the night. Come on now. How about this one? With the morning comes newness. It's symbolic of newness. With the morning, how about this? This is my favorite one of all. Listen, with the morning comes a hopefulness. I had a bad yesterday. I had a bad last night. But today, God's giving me something new. Come on now. Say amen if you're with me, church. Come on now. I'm saying there's something new with the morning. We see it in the story of Paul and Silas, but it gets even better. Watch what Psalms 118 verse 24 says this. Psalm 118 verse 24 says like this. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Now you're like, well, how does that have to do anything with the morning? The Lord whispered this in my spirit. He says, Cornell, you typically say that at the beginning of the day. In other words, I'm speaking the day into its existence. Not because of what I can do. This has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with what he said. Come on now. What are you saying today? What are you saying? I'm saying this. Isaiah 32, 33 verse 2 says it like this. Isaiah 33 verse 2 says it like this. This is a great verse as well. Watch this. Please, Lord, be kind to us. We depend on you. Look at this. Make us strong each morning and come to save us when we're in trouble. Come on now. Girl, you know what I'm doing? I'm like, 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 like. Come on now. I'm liking that statement every single time. 
because I want my God to be right there with me no matter what I'm going through. In Jesus' name. Where are you going with this, Cornell? Lamentations, oh goodness. I'm just hammering y'all with verses. Lamentations is the book where Jeremiah, the prophet Jeremiah, is lamenting the actions of his own people. He's upset at the knuckleheaded things that they had done. So listen to what he says. Even, ooh, come on somebody, even online. Even in our knuckleheaded actions, God has a profound love for us. Thank you, Jesus. How do you know that, Cornell? Please, Lord. Listen to what it says. Please, Lord, be kind to us. <laughs> listen, it says this. I want this. Says this. It is because of the Lord's loving kindness, oh Lord, that we are not consumed. That's the nice way of saying it. Some translations say we are not destroyed. Do you not know your actions cause God to, he has every right to destroy you? I mean, can I have some fun with Harvest Ridge for one second? Let me just take one minute. I'm going to mess with your minds, okay? I'm going to take you from the shallow end to the deep end real quick, okay? Watch this. Let's just have some fun. Online, follow me. How many of you would say, how many of you would say, I love doing this. How many of you would say, this week, you sinned a couple times. Just raise your hand. Okay, just raise your hand, okay? Put your hands down, okay? How many of you say, Cornell, uh, this month, man, I'm having a bad month when it comes to sin. Come on now. Okay, let's have fun. It's the brand new year, 2022. This year, <laughs> it's, it's tough. I've, I've, I got a lot of sinning that I've already done, right? How about this one? The last five years, how I many you say, man, my record, ooh, I don't even know. That, that's tough, right? Raise your hand, be with me. I'm the first one raising my hand. Y'all better help me. And if I could, I'll raise both of them and put my feet out. Come on now. Watch this. How many of you would say, all my life, I don't even know the number of sins I've committed? Come on, let me do this. Can, can the cameras get this? Come on. You see that? What are you saying, Cornell? I'm saying this. The Lord made it clear to me. He says, Cornell, at sin number one, I could have destroyed you. But now you on, your sins are like lottery numbers. Come on now. Did you ever think about that? That's why, the, that's why Lamentation says this. It's because of the Lord's loving kindness that we are not consumed. Because of his tender compassions never fail. Watch this. They are new every. They are new every. <laughs> Anybody play golf? Mm. I try to play golf. Come on now. In golf, guess what? They give you what's called a mulligan. Come on now. How many of y'all know my life is filled with mulligans? Come on now. That's what that verse is. It's a mulligan. God says, I'm going to give you a do-over. You're like, but God, I messed up. He said, I'm going to give you a do-over. That was how you lived in the night, but I'm bringing the day to you. Watch this. He says this, great and beyond measure is your faithfulness. Can you say amen in this place? Can I tell you something? Rest assured that morning is coming. Rest assured that morning is coming. There's a, there's a Christian, um, a Christian, a contemporary Christian. Um, thank you. You are right on time. Artist, there you go. Thank you so much. Look at your team. That's, that's what I'm talking about. Artist, their name is Mary Mary, and they have this song called, <laughs> it's called In the Morning. And listen to the lyrics. It says this, in the morning, you'll be all right. In the morning, the sun's going to shine. <laughs> when it's dark in your life, come on now. It says this, when it's dark in your life, take hold of Christ. It's going to be a great morning. I love that about them. It's a reminder to me that no matter what I'm going through, God still has the final say. And beloved, I don't know who you are in this place or online. I'm here to tell you that God will always have the final say. 
He always signs his name at the bottom of that picture. Come on now. What are you saying? I'm saying this for you. I'm saying this to each and every one of you today. I want you to understand that God is for you. He has not forgotten about you. And the situations that you face and the situations that you're dealing with, he wants you to know that he's there. Beloved, you spent, can we throw that up? Listen, beloved, you spent many nights fretting over this and worrying about that. Yet I'm here to tell you that today, morning is coming. Your morning is coming. I know it's been dark. You've been dealing with that back issue. You've been dealing with employment issues. You've been dealing with relational issues. All that seems dark. But I'm telling you, according to the scriptures, there's a morning coming. Not because of Cornell Holocaust. It's because of his word. All they did was praise. There's no indication to me out of the book of Acts that they were one, one second worried about the condition they were in. See, the problem is, as my brother said, we look more at the surroundings than we do at our Savior. Come on now, what are you saying? Can I tell you this? I'm gonna ask the worship team to come because I'm having too much fun up here. Listen, Psalm 143 verse eight says this. Let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love. Come on now, for I have put my trust in you. Oh, isn't that, oh, oh, that's so good. Listen, so show me the way I should go for I, for in you, for to you, I entrust my life. The psalmist is saying, no matter what happens in my life, I can count on you. I know there's people in this very hall today walking through all kinds of stuff. Pastor Cornell, if you only knew, you're right. But what I also know is that there's the word of God that sustains me through whatever I go through. It may seem dark, but you are a child of the light. Come on now. It may seem like it's been a battle for a long time, but I'm here to tell you, your morning is coming. Hang in there. The goal of Christianity is not just your salvation. Come on now. I want to tell somebody that. It's for you to understand the very goodness of a God that loves you irregardless. He is not taken by surprise by what you're going through. He has not forgotten you. He has not left you alone. If he left you alone, he'll be untrue to himself and God cannot not be true to himself. He ceases to be God the second he stops. I've come to Harvest Ridge to tell somebody this morning. Your morning is coming. I know you're waiting on that job. You're waiting for that settlement to come. My mom is Merlin Jordan fought for 13 years for her social security. Come on now. Y'all know what I'm talking about. When it came, ho, 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 ho. Didn't things change? She could have gave up. I know if it was me, I would have gave up at year number two. Come on now. What God is trying to get you to see is that if you place your trust in him and his word, he will always prove himself right. I'm asking you to stand with me, would you? I want to show this slide. It says this. 
you may want to take a picture of this. Listen, beloved. God is not sleeping right now. Not hardly. God is not sleeping, not hardly. He's up working hard on your blessing that'll be, that'll get to you by breakfast. How do you know that, Cornell? Because the Bible says God is always working. He took a break after he created. That's what the Bible says. But since then, the Bible says he's always working. And guess what is he working on? He's working on your breakthrough and your breakthrough and your get through and my get through so that we can say, I serve an awesome God. I don't know if you know, but I'm going to let you know. I had to wait. I had to persevere. I had to close off my ears to everybody that knew what was going on. Job friends thought they knew what was going on. At the end of the book, God says they don't know nothing. Job gets his breakthrough. So with every head bowed in this place, I want to ask you this question. What do you need God to shed light on in your life? I know you've been in the night. I know you've been dealing with it, waiting for that son or daughter to come back home. You've been believing God to help you break this addiction. Night after night, cold nights, lonely nights, sad nights, hurt nights. I got some news for you. There's a morning coming. In fact, let me say it like this. Let me say it like this. Night can't stand the day. So I noticed somebody in this room today that needs to hear this message. Because God is declaring to you, I've heard you, beloved. I love you too much to leave you by yourself. You can trust in me. You may have to go through some things, but I'm showing you who I truly am. If that's you, I want to pray for you. So in this place with your head bowed, if you're here today, would you raise your hand and say, Cornell, uh, that's, that's me. I need a morning to come. That's you. Would you lift up your hand all in this place? Online, you can go ahead and say, that's me. I want to pray for you today before I get out of here. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I'm asking you based upon the mercies shown to us in your word and in our own experiences, come quickly to our prayer needs, oh Lord. You know that we're walking through difficulty. We want our sons and our daughters to come back home to be passionate about you like they once were, God. We're sick and tired of this sugar diabetes. We're sick and tired of living from paycheck to pay. God, we're tired of it. Help us to believe in the morning that you speak of. We need you, Lord God. It's times, oh God, that we've gotten so depressed. We doubt it. We looked elsewhere, but today, Jesus, we stake our claim on the promises of your word. That you would never leave us nor forsake us. That you know the plans that you have for us to prosper us and not to harm us. To give us both a future, a hope, and a ridiculous testimony. God bless your people today. Every hand that's lifted, speak to them now. Amen. Maybe you're here today. And you would say, Cornell, I don't even know the Jesus you're talking about. Or I once knew of him. I once had a relationship with him and things happened. And to be honest, when you were walking around that table, that's my life. That's my life, just going around in circles in the rut of myself. I'm telling you, Jesus has the power to break that. 
you have to just simply do what Paul instructed the, the jailer to do, and that's believe. So to together, can we just express our belief to Jesus? If you're online, you can just text believe if this applies to you. If you don't know Jesus as your Savior, if you walked away from him perhaps, or maybe you've never even entertained the thought of letting him be in the driver's seat of your soul, now's that time. He can literally turn your darkness into daytime. Can we pray together? Would you pray to say, Jesus, I'm asking you right now to come into my heart, to forgive me of my sins. Give me a fresh start. You are God's son. You did die for me. I deserved it. You took it. I don't always understand it, but I accept it. Be my Lord and Savior today. I love you, Lord. Amen and amen. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is the Son of God, that he died and rose again, you have a new history. There's a new book being written for you. He's tossed out that old story and is getting ready for an awesome story that involves him being at the start. Harvest Ridge, I want to tell you, your morning is coming. In Jesus' name, be blessed. Amen, church. Well, hey, listen, we're going to end today by doing what Paul and Silas did. A couple things you know about that.